0: podcast. I'm your host, Callie, and this week we have a fan favorite, Christina is back. Yay! Yay. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> so glad to have Christina back in the studio with me again. So today we are talking about um, authentic dating and authentic, um, really, relationships and just kind mm-hmm. of on. Un- Covering some of the things that I think a lot of us want to say and we don't say, you know, within the church a lot and outside of the church. But um, yeah, so. Yeah. Christina, will you remind us a little bit about you, your story, and then anything that you feel uh, open and vulnerable to share about, like for where you are Mm -hmm. now or in the past uh, when it comes to dating and relationships? Yes, sure. Hi again, I'm Christina. Um,
1: you may have heard me on the chapter nine. Yep, unveiled, episode chapter nine. of the of unveiled. Um, which was really awesome, and I'm so thankful, Kelly, that you're having me back. Um, it's good to be here. Um, okay, in terms of my own story, um, I have never been in a long term relationship. I think the longest quote-unquote, relationship I was in was maybe a month, maybe, Um, and even then it wasn't really defined as a relationship, so it's been pretty much single city in my life for, let's see, I'm about to be 25, so I'll be 25 next month, Um, and right now, I'm in kind of a tough spot. Um, You know, I think as single women, single Christians, we all go through, like, hopeful times, and we all go through, like, pretty painful times. And I think right now, honestly, I'm in one of those painful spots where I'm really feeling um, the loneliness of being single. And uh, Kelly and I were talking about this, but seeing all of our friends start getting engaged and married and getting into relationships, sometimes that's really hard. Um, But at the same time, like, even though I'm in a painful spot, I I still see um God's light and joy in my life and so many, so many wonderful things that have come out of um the season of being single. So I'm super grateful and ultimately hopeful,
0: but still feeling the pain of that, if that makes sense. No, I I'm glad you're for your honesty and yeah. Welcome that. I think that was interesting what you said, um, if I can pull on the point a little mm-hmm. bit on that string about that the relationship you were in wasn't exactly defined because mm-hmm. I have a similar thing and that the longest relationship i was in wasn't ever actually totally defined it was like oh mm-hmm. it was about a year mm-hmm. actually and there wasn't really that label and i don't know why there wasn't that label mm-hmm. i think i think for for he and i i mean this was years and years ago mm-hmm. i was 21 so that was a long time ago not uh, that <laughs> long uh. <laughs> I got a birthday coming up too in a few weeks, yeah, um, yeah, we're all getting older. I love That's it, it. <laughs> I got a few extra digits on you there but, <laughs> but, um, but so we I was twenty one he was twenty, and I think, in sincere honesty, both of us were way too awkward to ever say anything. Mm. So we were basically dating and in a serious relationship, mm. but neither of us had the courage to define it sure. and everything kind of came to a head and, and for he and I he was talking marriage which literally like we didn't have a defined relationship and right. it was like marriage. Yeah. Um and God ended up intervening in that case and, and <clears> told <throat> me no. Um which was good. That was that was a good thing. Yeah. And yeah, but what are your thoughts on do you see your peers like people around you do you see people like defining it with labels or do you see that Mm -hmm. it's kind of becoming more of a trend to kind of have this like not that it's fluid at all and not that it's not intentional Mm -hmm. but an avoidance of a label what are your thoughts on that sure um
1: i think there are two pretty distinct circles between like christian dating among my peers and like non-christian dating so like i would say with my non-Christian friends, um, there's definitely more of that gray area, like, I call it a situationship, I think, um, (laughs) Um, where it's, like, not, and I didn't make that up, somebody else did, I heard it on a podcast, so don't, like, quote me on that, um, where it's, like, you know, kind of what you said, like, you're sort of together, you hang out a lot, you talk Mm -hmm. a lot, but there's no clearly defined label put on the relationship. And I think in non-Christian circles, I think a lot of people see that as, like, freedom. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, if I'm dating someone, like, we're just keeping it casual. Like, we're dating, but I don't believe in labels. You know, stuff like that. I think they see it as, like, freedom to kind of just do whatever they want. But Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of uh, chains in that kind of relationship. Because, especially from, from women, from what I've seen, like... I think a lot of times it's the young men who are like, oh, we're not going to label it. You know, we're just having fun. And then the women are like, oh, okay. And then it's like it actually really sucks for them. Um, So I see a lot of that, um, and I don't think that's good. (laughs) But then among my Christian friends, there's also two kind of separate groups where it's like young Christian couples who like meet, get married in like no time at all, um and it just kind of kind of happens for them but then i have other christian friends who will be like talking to someone for months and nothing ever happens and it's it's usually because neither one of them will say something mm. um neither one will pursue the other or the the girl is waiting on the guy to say something and the guy is waiting for the girl to say something and just nothing
0: ever happens that lovely awkward dance
1: yes yes and i think a lot of times too like People are just afraid to say how they feel, whether it's good or bad. So, like, if I was really into someone, we might we might be stuck in that talking phase for months or years because maybe he doesn't like me that much and he just doesn't want to say it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people are scared to say how they feel, especially in Christian circles, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and mm-hmm. we don't want to come on too strong and... There's a lot of tiptoeing
0: around, I think, when it comes to Christian relationships. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, th- I think that's what I've seen. I don't know. I think for... It, oddly enough, like, I'm in the... I, <laughs> I'm i in the group now where I had, just for example, and this is completely honest, mm-hmm. uh, in the past two weeks, well, in the past three days, I've had two friends get engaged. In the past two weeks, I've had two other friends announce that they're expecting and then I wasn't able to attend, but I missed a first birthday party, and then I missed a second birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'll, and then uh, I had three other friends have babies in the past month. Holy cow! Yeah, we're getting busy. And and, and, maybe, and not, maybe not super close friends. I have one close friend who she had her baby, but um, yeah. But like people you know, like mm-hmm. people in your sphere, your yeah. Facebook feed, whatever else. Right. And so, right, right. Um, I think there's kind of. It's interesting, though, because I don't, even though I see that going on, I don't exactly, like, I, I don't feel this over abundance of pressure right now. Mm-hmm. I think probably to the chagrin of my mom a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yes. on the kids thing, I'm kind of like, okay, well, that that's I I don't have, like, a baby fever going on. Yeah, um, I don't either. And I think for, like, relationships, I'm in a place where it's, like, it's got to be God, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I look around and I see other people and... Either they're very much like intentional, like we are dating and this is what's happening mm-hmm. and we're going to pursue towards that. Or there's, I don't even know if it's like they're all just talking to people or if it's just kind of like I'm doing my career thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's their baby. That's their right. you know, significant other for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting for me, like I just am such a spectator of life. Mm-hmm. And so I like watching and seeing kind of how relationships are and I notice what the trend is because I work I'm a high school teacher and I work with youth and what I notice with relationships and I think I see it like in the younger like the high school definitely with my brother's age and the college age Mm -hmm. and then it's starting to trickle up is this kind of concept of yeah not not putting defined labels on things Mm -hmm. and I think honestly it's fear I think there's yeah. a fear of rejection.
1: Oh, for sure. And there's a
0: fear of the truth. And so, mm-hmm. if you were to put a label on something, because let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, yeah, I was in a, a long term relationship when I was 21, and because I call a spade a spade. But at the time, mm-hmm. I was fearful. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. I never said anything was out of that fear. Right. And my own, I don't want to say maturity, because it wasn't that I wasn't mature. It was more of just kind of this um, timidness mm-hmm. that I was letting dictate and rule me but i think in the church i think that's starting to become a problem too Mm -hmm. and i think if we're going to be authentic about relationships we have to be authentic about saying like so this is what we are Mm -hmm. even if it's hard yeah yeah and even that's scary even if you have to face a rejection Mm -hmm. you know at least then you know and you're not right floating yeah yeah um so what is your opinion on like the, I, I don't know, what is, well, I don't know how to phrase this correctly. <laughs> let me, let me phrase it correctly. Okay. What has been your experience within the church and or within family mm-hmm. of with people, like, there's always that nagging aunt who's like. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, you're at a wedding and they're like, you're next. Uh-huh. So, have you experienced that at church, kind of a pressure or almost an intrusion of privacy? Mm-hmm within church or family and what's your experience with that? Or has it been kind of don't touchy? (laughs) Yeah. So
1: I think less so in church because I think amongst my peers, like I have a lot of friends um, my own age at my church, and I think (laughs) we're all pretty much in the same boat, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't – and I I, I go to a relatively young church. um, And so I don't really experience that kind of pressure from church. I definitely experience it from family – Um, I would say not so much my parents, which is wonderful, but, um, definitely it's my aunt. (laughs) It's like my aunt. It is a stereotype. (laughs) It is, it is. is. It's like my my extended family, like, because I only see them two or three times a year. So when I go to see them, they're like, um, where's your boyfriend? (laughs) Like coming to Christmas, and my sister and my all my other cousins are either married or in a relationship, and bringing their significant others. I'm just kind of there, like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, <peace> like, <laughs> let's eat. Um, so it's it's hard. I think I think the holidays are probably the toughest time when it, for like for that, yeah. um, because of the pressure. Yeah, like mm-hmm. okay, Christina, like you're getting up there in age, like, where's your mans, you know, like, why aren't you married or engaged or dating or whatever, and I never have an answer for them, that's the thing, like, I wish I could give them an answer, I wish I could be like, oh, well, I am so, so, so busy, which I am, but, like, there's always room, you know, to Mm make for a relationship, in my opinion, um, so I just never really have an excuse. I'm just like, they're like, why do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, I don't know. Like, why don't you ask the guys in Richmond? I don't know. So it's like, that's tough. But I, yeah, I definitely experienced that pressure in my family. Um, I don't get it as bad as some other people do though, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I don't know. I think church wise, like, so the church I go to is, is a really good mixed bag mm-hmm. of ages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if you've experienced this too, and I don't want to say this in a way where it sounds like really bitter, mm-hmm. but I've noticed like my friends within the church that are engaged or married, they kind of like, like, okay, or like, I don't, okay. So I was at church the other week and obviously I was going alone mm-hmm. and I was standing there and it was really kind, but this couple that I was in the small group with a couple of years ago, they were like, do you want to come sit with us? And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And so mm-hmm. they invited me. Well, then I realized what they were doing and they like invited like other people too that were like the singles just yeah. to kind of make them feel less bad. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm that kid at the lunch table who has no friends. And so the teacher starts moving all the lonely kids at the lunch table together. Yeah, And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't a direct jab, but sure. it was also kind of a like, they're single too mm-hmm. and not even a setup. It was more just kind of like a pity. And I
1: was yeah.
0: like, you don't know, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, right. Um, so I think for me, that was, that's been one thing. And just kind of like, I feel like there's that kind of pressure too of like, and I've seen this not so much with me, but I've seen this with other people mm-hmm. where the idea in the church, like, well, Christian press Christian equals marriage. Yeah. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're both Christians, awesome. Mm-hmm. You both love Jesus and you're both going to heaven. Good for you. But that yeah. doesn't mean you're going to have a successful marriage if you get right. married. Right, right. And what I have seen is, just at least with friends in the past year, kind of, like, a, a social pressure of, like, mm-hmm. you're dating, you're both Christians, so everything on paper looks like this is a good match. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's almost like a law versus spirit kind of thing, right? right? You know, so like you see it and it's like, well, yeah, on paper that looks like a good contract thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. no, they're not fine it. For sure. Um, so I think for me, like I what I've seen and experienced, you know, kind of like lonely kid table and then mm-hmm. um seeing other friends be pressured. But for family wise, I when I was younger, my, my heart was always I wanted to marry young. Like that I remember mm-hmm. being like 18 and I told the Lord, I was like, I don't want to date. I don't want to date around. Mm-hmm. I want the person you have for me and that's my intention in my heart and let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't follow that because I suck, but <laughs> but that was always my original heart. And I would tell my family members that and they were all kind of like, you're too young. Don't be thinking about marriage. And then it was somewhere around 24 that they stopped saying that and mm-hmm. they were more kind of like well, do you, is there anybody you're talking to? Yeah, and, and you're like, oh, no. And then they're like, well, I mean, is there anyone at work? And you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think now, at least in my family, it's almost a taboo subject because I think they're afraid to ask. Like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, think, I think they're just kind of like, we know the answer, so <laughs> I feel that I really do. I don't know, so I'll have to like surprise them. What you know, like there'll be some time yeah. where I'm like, surprise, no, I don't, I don't know. You just come out of left field
1: like with a man's, yeah, and just like, oh. I'll, just get,
0: I'll like elope and then they'll be like, what?
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the way to do it, yeah. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, so you know. But that's been the experience I've had, at least, with mm-hmm. family and stuff. And I think, you know, I think every family's is different. And I think I agree with you with holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even hard just in holidays, like, wanting not what what is it called when you like just are with somebody because, like, for the sake of the holidays, and you break up after Valentine's. Is it cuffing season? Cuffing, yeah. Ooh, mm, cuffing season. Well, and I feel like okay, like everybody sees the allure of that, but that's horribly sad too. Um, oh yeah, big yeah, time, big time. so yeah, but. I don't know. I I think my heart preparing this podcast and I think Christina's as well because we we discussed before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um was just, yeah, let's let's put the truths out there. Mm-hmm. Let's acknowledge it. Let's see that. Yeah, it's it's different when you're in your mid late 20s mm-hmm. um or early 30s, you know, just kind of navigating all that. But there's also I think there's that reminder that, like, you're not looking for an army. You're looking for one person. Yeah. And letting God bring that in his time. Mm -hmm. Um, So my next question for you is, in your time of singlehood, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like has been the best thing that God has done in that time?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, So many things. Um, Like, there are so many things that I have gotten to do and have learned about myself. That I wouldn't have gotten to do if I had been in a relationship. Um, like I <laughs> I remember when I when I was dating that that guy for like a month, I remember the whole time being like, I do not want to be dating right now. Like I was not about it. I was like, this sucks, I hate it. Um, because I still had like stuff to learn mm-hmm. and go through. Um I think one of the most um <sighs> Oh gosh. One of the most like hard and important things, um, that God has taught me is like just stuff about myself. Um, like I've learned how, um, sorry, I've learned like how to navigate conflict better, um, with other people and with myself. Um, and I've learned so many things about my likes and my dislikes and why I think the way I do. And I've learned so much about God throughout this process, um, because I've been like fully leaning on him. Um, not all the time, you know, sometimes we fall off, but for the most part, I've been fully leaning on God throughout this season and yeah, just like so many blessings, like I get to do what I want with my time and my money and, uh, that's pretty great. (laughs) Um, yeah, I've, I've gotten to like make friendships and branch out and meet new people that maybe I wouldn't have met, um, if I had been Mm -hmm. in a different situation.
0: So yeah, crazy blessings for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I feel you on that. I don't know. I think after I was in that relationship when I was 21, um, I went on, like, single dates mm-hmm. with, like, I don't even think it was, like, more than three guys. And then yeah. I, just, I just, it was just, like, okay. Like, God made it very apparent and clear. Like, I have you in a time of singlehood. Mm-hmm. And and so I stopped, like, buying into the whole, like, oh, well, I'll just go on random dates. And it was sure. no. Like, I'm going to focus on what God's calling me to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I think at first, like, I was in such a place of like, well, I was resistant at first. And then I was like, okay, like I, I, I like want to make sure I do this right with mm-hmm. God and mm-hmm. stepping right and stuff. And that, and that's where I've been for is that like six or seven years. Gosh, that's a long season. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. The calendar has been bugging me lately. Yeah. Um, but I think really what I realized was developing that relationship with God and coming closer to him not in any way to, like, get to, like, the relationship is the finish line. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, well, when I'm perfect, then God will send my guy. No. Right. Like, and I don't, you know, but it's just, like, getting to know God better mm-hmm. and just working on that relationship with him and, like, God, yeah. who, who do you want me to be and the Lord of the things you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of, like, don't focus as hard on what you don't have and you focus mm-hmm. more on what's in front of you and what God has you doing, right then there's, like, such freedom, mm-hmm. and that's where I think freedom really is, Yeah, is you're like, okay, I am putting my hands in it, and I am working in the things that the Lord wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that was relationship with God, that mm-hmm. was coming to be able to hear Him more clearly, Yeah, and just fall in love with God, mm-hmm. and just be kind of, like, obsessed with God, you yeah. know, like, just radically know His love, and daily, like, mm-hmm. just feel either His embrace, or feel like I'm getting something from Him, or finding joy in like reading the bible you know yeah. and then these cool adventures that he's got like had planned for me like mm-hmm. i think from jobs like i worked for apple for two years and that was that was quite an adventure and fun mm-hmm. and moving across the country and mm-hmm. living there and just doing that and then coming you know and starting this teaching job and getting to like pour in all this love to these kids and yeah. books and this podcast has been rad, but, mm-hmm. but just cool looking at like all the things that God had me do instead. And it's yeah. not like, Oh, well that's like, you just did those things. And that's like, you're like second rate prize. It's mm-hmm. more kind of like, no Lord allowed me to do these things. Mm-hmm. And and to the point where like, I kind of look, I I don't know. I don't know if you do this too. And I know we're both November babies. Yes. So the past couple weeks I have just been like, Reflecting on everything Mm -hmm. in the past year and in my lifetime. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm just like, you know, I've gotten to do everything I wanted to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I don't have a single complaint. Like, the Lord's been really good to me. Like, I mean, even travel places. Mm -hmm. Like, I've gotten to do and see so many cool things. And I'm thankful for that. And I think there's something to be said, like, not wasting your single season Mm -hmm. bitter and like, She's happy, you know, oh, like, yeah, you know, but but using it and just knowing that yeah. It that's making you into the woman that you need to be mm-hmm. to be the woman that your guy's going to need, but ultimately who God's going to need. Yeah, to use for whatever God cuz it's not like it's not like you get married and die. Like, right. you know, like yeah. so. yeah,
1: I think it's so important for us to remember in this season that like you know, single life has its issues and The non-single life has its issues. They're just different. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have the same amount of problems. They're just going to be different problems, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, oh, shoot. I
0: have something very profound to say, and I do not remember what it was. Well, no, I agree with you. It's the problem thing while you, like, try and find it. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, too, like, (laughs) I think the idea of being secure in your own identity and fully and holy and completely knowing who you are and being fearless and like just bold and mm-hmm. like this is me and if you you know this is me yeah so take it or leave it this is me and not mm-hmm. in like a felicia way <laughs> <Sure. Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in a felicia way yeah um <laughs> but yes but in a way of like, this is me and, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sad to be me. I'm happy that this is me. Yeah. Um, but then I think realizing too, like you're coming into that and you're owning that. And one day you're going to form this new identity Mm -hmm. with someone that God puts you with. And so it's really great when you know fully who you are Mm -hmm. so that when you step into that season of like, okay, who are we as a couple? Mm -hmm. Then you've had that, you know, freedom and playground of like, I know what who I am, I know what I like, I know my Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so I own my Myers Briggs. Yeah, so Yeah.
1: And I think like if you come at it with like the the mindset of like a relationship being kinda of what you said, like your prize or like the finish line, mm-hmm. then you're missing out on like what it really is. Like, um, you recommended uh that book by Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler, right? So yes, good. just finished reading it. So good. Um, you should all read it. It's very good. It's called The Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler, and it goes into uh really in depth into the Song of Solomon, book of the Bible. Um, and it's it's just really beautiful and powerful. Um, and it talks about relationships and and marriage and sex and all those fun things. And um, so he talks about how like you're marriage is designed to give glory to God. And, like, if you think about it from that perspective, like, um, this, like, union that you're in search of is going to be, like, a powerhouse union for God Mm -hmm. and for the kingdom. And, like, you want to be prepared for that. And you want to have lived and gone through what you need to have gone through in order to, like, be... Um, God's best for that person and for that person to be his best for you. Yes. Um, and you want that and however long it takes, you know, like that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And if we go into it from like that mindset, then the waiting becomes less waiting and it becomes more working on things. It becomes more like becoming who you're supposed to be. Yep.
0: Um, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, well, it's a gift. Yeah, I mean, sure. gosh, is that a gift. And so many people I talk to, it's interesting because, like, even just, like, perfect timing stuff, and even though it wasn't a relationship, but, like, my parents, um, my brother was a total surprise. Mm-hmm. So I'm five and a half years <laughs> older Love than that. him. And he was total surprised, but my mom always says he came at the exact perfect time because, mm-hmm. like, a year after he was born, my grandmother got sick, and we took care of her. And she looks back, and she was like, I didn't know at the time. But that was the perfect time. Like, there's no other time that he could have been born mm. that it would have been an opportunity because my grandfather died the year before and then she got sick the year after and Gordon was born in the middle Yeah. Um, in 98. And looking at that, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, God knew the perfect timing. And I think he is so intentional with us. Mm-hmm. And so I think looking at, like, he knows the exact perfect timing that you're going to be ready yeah. for something like that. And just not being so focused on, like, knowing all the, like, details, there was some Netflix movie, I don't know if you saw it, where, like, everybody wore some timer, and it was, like, some thing, and, like, the timer would go off when you were going to meet your soulmate. <gasps> that sounds and, like
1: my favorite kind of movie.
0: It was weird. Do you know what it's called? It uh, I think it was, like, Matched or something, or cl- Is it good? No. <laughs> oh, shoot, dang it. It was, like, early in the Netflix, like, uh. I was about to say a Netflix decom, but it's not a Disney Channel original movie. Right. But... <laughs> Oh it was gosh. that vibe but like I thought about it and I was like okay but I like the concept of thinking about like if you're less worried about the time because like mm-hmm. you're like I don't know when it's gonna happen like for them they like have the time so they weren't yeah. worried about the time when if there was like a year on the timer right mm-hmm. then they weren't so like focused on like yeah everything they were more just kind of like i'm gonna focus on like what i'm doing in my life well they weren't focused on god but like mm-hmm. focus on god focus on you focus on who you're becoming and your identity yeah and all those wonderful things and then at the perfect time it's gonna go ding 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 mm-hmm. you know and i like the concept for that right it it could have been a really good movie and it just ended up being kind of executed in a weird way
1: dang let's remake it because that sounds like <laughs> a bomb <laughs> idea for a movie Okay. Yeah. Do
0: you have some money for a movie? Don't we? Oh, (laughs) me
1: too. Yeah. So there's, if you guys know Stephanie Mae Wilson, she has a really awesome podcast. um, And she also does a course called Love Your Single Life. And it's basically attacking all of these issues. Um, And I think one of the questions she poses in her podcast is if you were to meet, if you knew you were going to meet your soulmate in like two years, what would you do at that time? Like, what would you do in those two years? And that's like, like, that's crazy. (laughs) Like, because your whole mindset shifts, you know, if you knew that you were going to meet your person in two years and like, yeah, what would you do at that time? And when I think of it from that mindset, like those two years fills up with just stuff and like working, things out with God and, like, becoming who I'm supposed to be. And those two years Mm -hmm. become really exciting. Yeah, Um, confidently living that out. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we don't know in two years whether we're going to meet our person. But either way, regardless, like, we can live in that kind of confidence of knowing that whatever happens, it's in God's perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the way it's supposed to be um and it's you know it's hard to live that out absolutely a lot of times we rush things Mm -hmm. and we date someone we're not supposed to be because we don't want to be single or we we like squander that time being bitter or Mm -hmm. um sad and
0: you know it's hard but like there's so much hope in it as well which is so beautiful totally and I think there's something to be said too about like Preparing for your marriage, like I love that you brought up the Matt Chandler book, because like, yes, I I don't know if it's just the teacher in me or what, but or the reader in me, but like I've read like every marriage book on the market because, mm. like, I want to make sure that when God calls me into that, that I'm well equipped. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I I want to have as much knowledge as I can going in. Sure. And there's so many good books. I mean, Meaning of mm. Souls by Matt Chandler, Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller is fire. Mm. Um. John Piper's book is is good. It's not my favorite. Yeah, John uh, Piper's not my favorite in general. I love John Piper, but his marriage book, um, it's okay. Yeah. And um, wait, what was the Tim Keller one called? Meaning of Marriage. And then Love and Respect by Egric is good. I like that one a lot. That one's eye opening. I think the Five Languages of Love, honestly, is like needed for anybody. Oh, see, I need to read that. I haven't read that. And that one's really good too. And then there's countless more. I mean, I used to have them like all on my shelf. Then yeah. I, like, Loan them to people and giving us stuff. But I think, you yeah, know, yeah, taking that time too and just like really taking hard looks at yourself and being mm-hmm. authentic with yourself. Like, yeah. okay, let me look at the planks in my own eye. Yes. Before I start like even listing, like, hey, God, so I hope he's not like this. I hope he's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, God, like, what things do I need to work on yeah. to make sure I've got like my stuff together? So um, think, yeah, like looking at it in a way of using the time. Between, well. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any concluding thoughts? I have a question
1: for you. Oh, okay. How do you think, okay, so, like, you at 18 or whatever, uh-huh. and your perception of, like, the one, and, like mm-hmm. who's your dream guy, has that changed over the years? And, like, have your priorities changed in terms of, like, who, what kind of man you want to be with?
0: <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> um, okay. Well, mine's like a little. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, God gave me a very clear vision of mm-hmm. what he intended for me. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for my heart to catch up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think What didn't change was wanting someone who just fearlessly and authentically and sincerely, just with every fiber of their being, loves Mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah. Um, But there were a few things that, like, changed along the way. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was 18, I was kind of like, oh, well, I, like, really hope that, I mean, dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I really hope that his favorite baseball team is, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I mean, but that was, like, a thing on my list because I found my list. Because I had written some lists when I was like 18. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things on there. And I was like, Kelly, why? <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Um, so I think that's grown and changed. But I think one of the biggest things is just the Lord revealing more about who I am. And mm-hmm. what's going to work well and what I'll need. Yeah. Because I had grown up with kind of this facade all my life. And people saying like, well, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. So you need someone opposite than you. But something that the Lord really has revealed to me and showed to me mm-hmm. that I didn't really see at 18 Was not necessarily. Yes. You know. Yeah. And just even. Boiling it down to like. I. I know for. A fact. Like I need a guy who's a feeler. Mm -hmm. I need a guy who's like. Not like some like. Where he's like. Always crying. But he's like. In touch with his emotions. And Mm -hmm. he's not afraid of them. And he's not ashamed of them. Yeah. And I need a spontaneous guy. Like I need a guy Mm -hmm. who's like. Has a level head. What is game for adventure? Yeah. And Nerf gun fights and just being silly. Mm-hmm. You know? And those, those are things that, like, if I didn't have, I think I'd be really sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel that. So I think, to answer your question, I think there were some things that are non negotiables that haven't changed, but they've grown mm. over time. Yeah. And the Lord's been more specific. They might have been kind of a broad thing, and He's been more specific. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely been things that God's like, Revealed to me more like, hey, so like, this is what you gel well with, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. And honestly, he did a lot of that through friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said for just really developing like stellar friendships along the way. Absolutely, because um, it doesn't matter like gender with the friendship. There was just mm-hmm. there's been things that I've been like, like I've had some friends where I'm like, wow, like they get me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like my one friend, I went the end of Endgame, Avengers Endgame, like. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I had an emotional experience. Yeah. (laughs) And so we went to go see it, and it was, like, the second day it was open or whatever, and I went with a couple friends, and I found myself sitting in the theater, and I'm just going to spoil it, because it's, like, six months old now. Yeah. Like, when Cap goes back, and he's dancing with Peggy... Mm -hmm. I did not see that coming because I had prepared myself after Infinity War that Captain America, being the Christ-like figure he was, was going to sacrifice himself (laughs) and die. And it was going to be, like, that was going to be, like, the end send-off. And then Mm -hmm. I I was like, he's going to die Mm -hmm. or he's just somehow he's going to be dead. And when he got his happy ending, and despite it all, even though it seemed impossible, he goes back for her. And they're just happy. I'm going to cry again. Oh, no. I (laughs) Her face. Her face. Because it was, like, the most unexpected thing that she didn't think could happen. Mm -hmm. And she got Ephesians 3.20. Mm -hmm. She got everything. And so I started just, like, wailing. Like, I don't, I mean, copiously sobbing. Yeah. Like... There were twelve-year-old boys sitting in front of us who were pointing and laughing at me. Oh no! Because I sat and I cried for thirty-five minutes in the theater. <laughs> my friend Will left, <laughs> and Michaela sat there because she was like trapped in the booth and yeah. or like row. And I was like crying, and then I was like, eh, and then I like went home and I cried and I cried for the next three days. And then I talked to her and I was like, it came out of my shame and I was like, I'm sorry. And I was like crying so bad, and she was like, no, like that's. It resonated in your heart because mm-hmm. you want that kind of happy ending. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you got that? I didn't even know why I was crying. Like, <laughs> and, and she had some more like, you know, personal details of like, this is why that hit you so hard. Yeah. But it was something that the Lord revealed to me through friendship mm-hmm. was like, you need somebody who's going to get you when you don't get you. Yeah. And I was like, dang. Love that. Yes. And so I think that's what the Lord's evolved more than anything. That's a really long answer. Yeah. And an unnecessary endgame reference. But No, I loved it. But I think he's grown my, my desires and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he raised the bar. Yeah. I set the bar pretty darn low. Mm. Yep. And I think God was like, mm, I think you need to raise the bar up a little bit because I think yeah. I got better for you. So That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. How about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think definitely um, my kind of ideals have changed. Um, (laughs) I think I also made some sort of... I don't know if I actually wrote it down, but I definitely made some sort of mental list when I was younger, maybe like 18 or so. And I was like, okay, he has to have brown hair and light eyes. He has to be a drummer, because I love me a drummer. And he has to be so funny, and he has to like... Um, have a really nice job well paying job, and <laughs> <laughs> he has to be smart. you know, I was basically looking for like a fictional Disney prince, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um because that's that's fun to idealize mm-hmm. but um now since getting a bit older, and you know what's interesting is when I was eighteen, him loving the Lord like wasn't even on my list, mm. which is uh yikes, but now. Like, my I'd say my list is so much smaller in mm-hmm. the best way. Um, you know, I want someone who loves Jesus so much mm-hmm. and ultimately wants to glorify him and love others. Okay, number one. <laughs> number two, I want someone who's, like, kind and generous. Mm-hmm. Um, generous with their money, with their time, with their attention, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still want... Someone is funny because that's just kind of a deal breaker for me. That's how God made me. Someone's
0: gonna make me laugh, you know. But God made you like that, so you're seeing it exactly. Yeah, it's okay to own up to like,
1: yeah, what yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, okay, great. Um,
1: and those are pretty much my three things. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I think attraction is very important, and you have mm-hmm. to be you have to be physically attracted to whoever you're gonna be with, but I no longer only see this picture of like a six two dark haired blue eyed man, you know, like <laughs> it's different now. And I think that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like God raised the bar, you know? My yeah. my box of what I was seeing was super, super small. Yeah. And um I think like what you said with friendships, like something that God's been really showing me is like really good godly men in my life. Like he's mm-hmm. showing me some really great guys. And he's like, you know, Christina, like, I'm not trying to have you date them, but I just want you to see that, like, there are good godly men out there. Oh, that's good. Because, like, you get discouraged, you, you do. know? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where are all the men? Um, But, like, yeah, he's really been
0: showing me some awesome people, and I think that's really great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's cool how he can speak to you through, like, friends or, like, other people. Like, Yeah, big time. In that context, even if there's... It's like not even your own life, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. Thank much you so fun. much for coming on. Thank and you just, for having for me. For your vulnerability and honesty. Of and, course. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Yes. So uh, feel free to send us questions on Instagram, direct mm. message. I try and check the out uh, often. Um, yep. <laughs> but and let us know what your feelings are. Um, we can always do more of these. Ah, yeah. um, and open an honesty. I think I think they're healthy and I think they're good. So, Big time. thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We're praying for you.